Many people look to the outdoors as a way to escape the day-to-day grind, reconnect with nature, spend time with friends and family, and explore our beautiful natural assets. There is value in spending time alone in nature, whether it's a beach, river, trail, or however you enjoy the outdoors. But there is also value in experiencing the outdoors within a community of people with similar interests. The word community is, without question, central to the human experience. It conveys a sense of togetherness and positivity. Being a part of a community can make us feel as though we are a part of something greater than ourselves. And in some outdoor pursuits, community is key for a safe and enjoyable experience. And that is definitely true when it comes to whitewater kayaking. In this episode, I traveled down to the Green River Ranch to take part in the inaugural Grass Festival. And I sit down with Crom Carey, event organizer extraordinaire, and one of the founding members of WACO, an organization with a huge heart for community and giving back to nonprofits that serve the whitewater communities both locally and nationwide. In fact, Building Outdoor Community is what brought Crom and I together for this episode as we reflected on the inaugural Grass Festival, which stands for the Green River Access Spring Shindig. We talk about community building, the festival, American Whitewater, the Green River Access Fund, the Big Adventures Factory Store, Green River Ranch, and future plans for WACO. If you've been looking for a whitewater community to plug into, regardless of your paddling ability, this episode is for you. But even if you're not a whitewater paddler, I think you'll enjoy hearing how one local outdoor community is growing with a purpose, which is bringing kayakers together and giving back in a nonprofit way. You're listening to Exploration Local, a podcast designed to explore and celebrate the people and places that make the Blue Ridge and Southern Appalachian Mountains special and unique. My name is Mike Andrus, the host of Exploration Local. Join us on our journey to explore these mountains and discover how they fuel a spirit of adventure. We encourage you to wander far, but explore local. Let's go. I am here with Crum Carey, and Crum and I are the last two on property. So we had the big festival last night. We broke down. Crum still has, I think, a trash can to empty and uh, one other thing to do. But he is the man and the energy behind a lot of this. A lot of people helping him, but obviously he's the spearheader. So, Crum, welcome to the show. Appreciate you hanging out and being here with me. Hey, thanks for having me, Mike. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. All right, so first of all, I'm hanging out. I guess I could say I'm hanging out with a wacko, right? That's right. You're hanging out with a wacko. (laughs) I I, I am absolutely one of the many wackos out there. That's right. So we had a whole field of wackos camping out last night and paddling all day yesterday. That's right. Uh, so we'll talk about the festival in a little bit. But first of all, before we do, let's talk about Wacko and what it is, why you all exist, and where you're going. Hey, you bet. So Wacko is an acronym. It stands for West Asheville Canoe and Kayak Organization. Wacko. Convenient that the acronym worked out so well. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, Wacko is a kayaking organization based out of based out of West Asheville, but really it's all Western North Carolina. It was started call it four years ago you know there was a group of 20 of us that kind of were the the founding mothers and fathers of the of the organization that fateful day four years ago there was really five of us that were the the main spearheaders of the event five admin of us if you will wacko was founded hey i mean early on we were just looking for an opportunity to throw two huge parties a year pull all our resources and put like say a a big party paddle on the Ocoee and a big paddle on the uh, the Gauley River in West Virginia, for instance, and it's it's really grown from there. So the background on us as a community, you know, we're we're a lot of whitewater kayakers. Some of us are 
you know, at least if we're talking about 20 years ago when we started, you know, some of us were just casual kayakers. Maybe all we do is float down the French Broad through town, you know, or maybe you're just like in a raft. And some of us are class five gnarly whitewater kayakers, you know, the hundred foot waterfall runners, the, you know, the folks that are, you know, not only participating in, but competing in green race, you know, so the whole spectrum was there, is there still. So that crew started about four years ago. Wacko was formed then, you know, and we did, we put on, you know, a big party, the Koei, the Wacoe weekend, if you will. <laughs> uh, we did golly stuff and, and, you know, it kind of just grew from there. But if you fast forward to now, now the the mission and the idea behind Wacko has, has evolved, which is good. You know, it's, it's definitely good. We're still very much a grassroots organization, but we've gotten much more organized. Our, our mission has, has changed somewhat. Don't, don't get me wrong, we'll still throw one or two big parties here and then just to have fun, but we're really now all about community. I like um, it. Community for us is multifaceted, but if we want to focus on two sides of what we're really trying to, how we're trying to serve our, our, you know, our Western North Carolina or just really our paddling community, one is by bringing kayakers together. You know, it, it seems so simple, but it really is a thing. If, you know, if I look back on how I came into being a kayaker in Western North Carolina, Luckily, I was already plugged in with a lot of the, you know, the pro kayakers, if you will. The, they were just kind of my crew of friends anyway. So my path to becoming a class five kayaker was pretty, I'm not going to say easy, but it was but it was pretty easy because I already had people to show me the ropes, how to, you know, kayaking isn't a sport that a lot of people to go and just take a lesson on and you, and you just go out there and you do it. You can, and it's, you know, there's it absolutely can work, but it's not like golf where you just go take lessons, you get on the course, you hack away and you're good. There's still a lot of lore to the, to the, to the sport. You know, you need people really to show you down the river to where the put in, where the takeout is. You need somebody to tell you, okay, this is the next river you should run. Here's the gear you should get. It's not as easy. You know, it's a smaller sport. So for me, what was great is having these awesome kayakers around. It was easy for me just to get plugged in immediately to the sport. But I put myself in the shoes of probably the majority of the population. You, you show up in West North Carolina, you're kayaking you're interested in. How do I do this? Yeah, where do I go? What do I do? What's my next step? What are my first steps? Exactly right. And so we, we part of our, the community that we're really trying to, to foster is, hey, let's take all these experienced kayakers and be Sherpas for the folks that are trying to get into the sport. So the, the class one guys, you know, and guys and gals. Let's let's bring everybody together. Let's bridge that gap. I mean, luckily, kayaking is not um, a sport that is very like, you know, it's not an elitist sport. You know, if you talk about, you know, football, you're never going to meet Peyton Manning That's playing right. football on the weekend with your buddies. But you can be a class one kayaker and be on the same river as Dane Jackson. That's what's day. amazing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, but we still want to make that an even more inclusive community. So going back to the two main things we're trying to do. One, we're trying to build community, bring everybody together, bring newbies in and you know there's lots of different little crews of pockets of kayakers but if we can bring them all together you know that that can only be a benefit the second thing we want to do is we want to give back to our our community in a in a nonprofit way in a in a philanthropic way we want to benefit american whitewater we want to benefit the green river access fund there's 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 a smattering of different organizations out there but all the all these folks that provide clean water for us, the steward, you know, the stewards of the rivers, you know, however we can give back to the water that we, you know, recreate on, that's the second facet of, of WACO. So WACO now, we're a big, you know, we're a bigger organization now. If you look on our Facebook group, 
you know, we got 400 and something members on there. Hey, if you go type in Wacko on, on Facebook, you'll surely you'll find, find us. Yeah. yeah. So go, go follow us on Facebook and keep plugged in with what we're doing. But we're we're a much bigger organization now. I mean, we've got our own bank account now. We're a real, <laughs> you're you know, a real thing. registered club and everything like that. So so we've grown, and, and you know what? It's it's been a lot of fun. Still the same five admin, still the same core crew, but now we're we're a much bigger organization, and it's it's been fun to watch us grow. That's awesome. So go back to the community piece, and let's talk about that a little bit more. At what point did you all realize that we are a bunch of you know we're people who love to, to whitewater and you guys run some some amazing stuff some big stuff i mean all you classified boaters is amazing but at what point did you say you know what we need to kind of take a step back or maybe not even step back but pivot a little bit and bring in all the other people who are interested in the sport at what at what point did that happen yeah no doubt that shift really happened you know and again i'm rounding out saying we started four years ago that seems about right i would say two years ago is when there was kind of a noticeable shift you know, that's when more when the the momentum started to grow is about two years ago. I would credit one of our admin and hey, let me give a shout out to who are the five of us are about. Yeah, the way. yeah. So again, I'm Crom Carey, so I'm I'm one of the five of us. Another one is Katie Nolan. You know, she was one of the early. I mean, we're all early spearheaders of this, but Katie Nolan is another. Um, another is Tyler Boeing. Another is MC McClellan, and the fifth is Mark Miller. Of course, that whole thing was in no particular order. Mark Miller, uh, who, you know, we, we jokingly call the mayor of West Asheville because, heck, man, everybody knows Mark Miller. I mean, he's a trip. He's a, he's a great guy. He was, if I got to pick one of the five of us that was really trying to push towards giving back to the community as far as at least in the philanthropic way, Mark was definitely a spearheader of that. Awesome. Um, so he, he's just, he saw that we've got this momentum going. People are starting to join our, our Facebook group come to our events mark was the one who started really like pushing for that and we're all really glad that, that happened yeah i had a chance to sit down with him last night we were listening to the band as it was wrapping up and just hearing his stories hearing his uh his background his pedigree for for kayaking and for for whitewater and then yeah you're right i mean so i i was in the group that was going down the lower with him and just watching him interact with people and then as you just kind of casually observe him going from group to group to group to group i mean he's just He's the guy, you know, and if they see him from 15 feet away, it's, hey, Mark. I mean, it was, it was Mark pretty Miller cool. Mark has never met a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you have either, to be maybe quite honest. I, maybe I have the same disease. Yeah, yeah, you might. In fact, you know, you're talking about your uh, the mission to bring other people in. That's really how I got here. That's how I got connected. You and I were having a conversation what was it, last weekend, actually, during the Green River race. That's right, the, the Green River Games. The Games, Green that's River right. Games, that's, that's right. right. And um, uh, you just mentioned this, and I said, man, I'm trying to get back into Whitewater, and and boom, within like two seconds, I had a text with a with a whole, you know, QR code and found out all the details. And, and that's and dang it. Now I've got another good friend. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And it was cool because I was paddling with your next door neighbor who just moved from Denver, Colorado. Oh, that's right. And his girlfriend who moved in from D.C. So we we're on the river there. And I think he found out Friday night. That's right. Yeah he, yeah. he was one of the last to find out about it. He was walking by my house while I was loading up the truck, asked what it was going on. I told him about the festival. He said, man, I'd love to go. His girlfriend had a kayak. He did not. So I walked back to my rack where there was 15 or 20 kayaks on my rack. I'm a little bit of a hoarder and <laughs> got him set up. And sure enough, he showed up yesterday and had a blast. He did. He did. I was, yeah, man, he, uh, yeah. And we just talked for a long time last night and uh, came up and checked out the podcast and subscribed to it right away. And yeah, he's, I told him that you would be on and Wacko would be on and this event would be on. So 
yeah, it was, uh, it's cool. So you're living out. It's not just words. I mean, you guys are living out and we totally are. Yeah. I mean, and you know, going back to, you know, you said, when did, when did, when was the change, you know? And two years ago, I'll say is when we had a shift and we started to say, Hey, we can, we've got momentum. We've got a foundation for this organization. How can we get, you know, like we started to see the potential. We saw that this wasn't just a couple parties a year and that was all cool. We're like, wait a minute, we could actually make way more out of this than we originally intended. Yeah. And an, everybody was on board it was it was a no-brainer so we started we started growing then and since then the the kind of things that we've done we'll still you know have a a big event on the you know the ACOE we've we've done the we've done an event on like the Tallula and Chattooga um in one week in the Cholula of course (laughs) (laughs) uh you know we've done stuff up on the Gali we've done local stuff we do uh you know the ledges is a section of the French broad here in in Asheville uh, right outside of Asheville, and it's it's just a little play spot. You know, there's a couple little rapids. I mean, I wouldn't call it anything more than class one or two, you know, but it's a little park and play spot. People will park there and attain up the river and then work their way down and play around. Well, we, we're doing once-a-month ledges, you know, oh, cool. meetups where, you know, you meet there after work. It's like on a, a Wednesday, I think. I We'll have to check the calendar, but um, meet up there, hop in your boat, Go play around on it. Every skill level is welcome. If you've never rolled before, somebody there is going to be definitely down to teach you how to roll. We'll go paddle around for a little while, go back to the to the park area. Somebody's grilling dogs, you know, and nice. we've got cornhole going. And, you know, 25-something people, just great way to end your work day, you yeah. know, chilling on the water with some friends. So we, we're doing stuff like that. Um, the, uh, you know, as some of you may have heard of, there's the, the Kayaking Film Festival is the National Paddling Film Festival, Festival yeah. um, based out of Kentucky, and it's been going for shoot. I'm, I might misquote this, but I'm gonna say back to even the 70s. Wow. I mean, it is it is a long running, very successful event. It's always been hosted in Kentucky. This past year, some of our admins, actually, Katie is good friends with one of the main gals over at the film festival, um, Emily, and so Emily was saying to Katie, like, man, we would really love to have like a satellite showing of it. And Katie said, well, Wacko would love to put it on. So this past year, we put on the first ever satellite streaming, like live stream of the film festival. We hosted at a local brewery in Asheville, of course. Yes, that's right. (laughs) You know, we have a couple if you didn't know that. (laughs) Um, And so at a local brewery, we hosted it. Shoot, I think we had 125 people show. That's awesome. You know, we had vendors there. Everybody had a great time. You know, got to donate some cash to American Whitewater, which was great to be able to do. Uh, We did a big raffle event. Uh, Mark actually put that one on. (laughs) Mark... Poor guy. Mark put on a uh, a raffle event just to raise money for American Whitewater. So got all kinds of great stuff donated. We had a great turnout. We raised a lot of money. But right before it, I mean, the day of, he came down with COVID. Oh, no. So he didn't make it. Everybody except for the guy who put it on made it. And so, uh, but even though he, despite him not being there, that was that was a good event put on by, put on by Mark. Yeah. By all of us. But, you know, there's there seems to always be one person of the five of us that's spearheading whatever we're doing. And, and that one was his. So you're, you're talking about moving from the community building, which is... It's kind of like parties and purpose, sure. you know, they, community building. Um, but then you mentioned the American Whitewater and you right. mentioned some other things. So you have the also the the support raising funds for the nonprofit organizations that is sort of the second prong of what WACO is all about. Right. No doubt. 
So American Whitewater, you mentioned that, and we'll well, I guess we can kind of transition and look talking about why we're here today, even sitting under this beautiful tree in the shade. Finally, sure, it, because it was an event to raise money for the. Green River Access Fund. Green River Access Fund. That's right. So American Whitewater, I'm sure a lot of y'all have heard of, um, the listeners out there. It's a national, you know, organization, and they're they're huge. I mean, they're the number one water steward. I, I'm not going to phrase things right. I'm going to butcher it, but I definitely know that, that they are the reason that we have access to a lot of the water all around the country, that they're keeping it in good shape. They're, they're getting, they're acquiring more sections of river, not purchasing, but getting more, more stretches of, wa- of water. Under protection, they're keeping our, our waters clean. I mean, they're, they're great. I mean, there's they're, it's a no-brainer. Everybody knows they're the head honcho for good reason. Everybody wants to support them. Yeah. Um, but that's on a national, you know, level. On a local level, though, one of the rivers that, you know, I'm sure many of y'all have heard of, maybe you have, maybe you haven't, is the Green River. Um, we're, and where we're sitting right now is technically in Saluda, North Carolina. You know, the, the Green River more or less flows from Hendersonville to Saluda, which are both about... 30, 45 minutes south of Asheville, more yeah. or less. Um, the Green River flows through the Green River game lands, which I could not tell you the acreage, but, you know, it's the, the game lands is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, there's trails everywhere. It's a protected area. You know, it's 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 a gift that we have it in our backyard. Yeah. And it's a, it's really is a gift that we have the Green River coming through, especially as a kayaker myself. You know, I can't, I can't help but love that. You know, the game lands I just talked about, big protected area around here, great trails, good place to go. And it's, it's not like overfilled with some of the tourists that you might find in Pisgah, which is pretty great. Right. But the green river flows through, uh, the green river has three sections that are the people pretty much refer to. There's the upper green, which is just South of the, the tuxedo dam, you know, the, uh, upper green would be considered a class two stretch of whitewater with two class three rapids on it. It's, uh, and boy, it's beautiful. I mean, the only road you see, you paddle under Interstate 26 at one point, but otherwise you are way out on your own. It's not uncommon to, I mean, to see wildlife out there, and mm. it's, 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 it's amazing. It's great. So the upper green is the class two to three section. There's a middle green section, which is called the Green River Narrows. Um, in the Narrows, the, you know, the river, keep, you know, starting at the takeout of the upper green, the Narrows starts. It is a pretty amazing section of whitewater because halfway through that section the topography of the of the land shoots straight up you know it gorges up it's literally a gorge um it's it's really difficult to hike down into there if you want to because it's just super steep at one point what that what happens when a river funnels through a gorged out section is it gets really steep gets really channelized it's not wide and just nice and flowing like you know the upper green or the lower green would be it gets it gets pretty gnarly so the the narrows is you know a lot of the rapids through there are, are class four but there's three or maybe four class five rapids in there and the, the and some of those are pretty gnarly class five rapids um i think there's 17 class four or five rapids in the narrows couldn't tell you exactly how many miles it is but the meat of it right in the middle is is you know where most of those big gnarly rapids are the green race is held on the green river narrows uh, it's been going on since the 90s. I mean, the green only got run for the first time in, I think, 1989. It's amazing. Which is which is pretty great. By an Asheville local. Her, her name is Cat Potts. Nice. You know, she is the, the first D 
um, one of the she was in the crew that had the first descent, the okay. first full descent of the Narrows. Her son Colin is one of the guys that races every year in the Green Race and usually does really really well in it. But uh, the Green Race first Saturday in November at high noon, still a grassroots race despite being one of the you know call it one of the two hardest kayaking races in the nation. You know, people flying from all over the world to race in it. It's grassroots and the locals will race in it, but you also got, you know, folks coming from all over the world to race, which is pretty rad. So the green, that's the Green River Narrows is, is that section. The lower green, which is the, the takeout for the Narrows, is really just a class one, beautiful little section of white water that, that goes for, for miles. You can put in and take out a lot of different places, but um, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it's so nice to be able to float and really let your hair down and enjoy yourself down here in the cove where we are right now. We're actually on the banks right now of the lower green. So the, anyway, talking about the green, that's the upper, the middle slash the narrows section and then the lower green. And the event that we're here this weekend celebrating and, and holding that you all did, it's your inaugural uh, grass, Green River Access Spring Shindig. That's right. That's right. So this was keeping with your idea of community, which you saw that all day yesterday, and then also the fundraising piece to that as well. Um, we're fundraising to raise access for the Green River. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so maybe not everybody that's listening will go and use those parking lots or things that you're raising money for. But if you think of this as just being public lands, and if you love the sport and you want to support this area, it's a great cause and it's a great way that you all are, are actually giving money. So let me, let's talk a little bit about, actually, let's talk about the festival. Let's sure. talk about why we were, you know, we were here and it is the inaugural one. You are, I have come to learn, are a party planner. <laughs> Guilty. Love, you love all that organizational piece, but let's talk about kind of how that came to be and then the benefactor and then also some pretty amazing gifts were given out last night during the raffle and we kind of talk about those a little bit too hey i love to talk about all of those so yes the inaugural year people called me out i'm calling it the first annual so <laughs> I'm like, you're right inaugural <laughs> but this is the inaugural grass green river access spring shindig we wanted to find a way just like you said hey let's 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 accomplish both goals in one event let's pull in people let's pull in our, our folks who have never kayaked around here want to meet local kayakers um, let's give a, ourselves an excuse to all paddle together. You know, if if I'm going to the, the Narrows on a random Saturday, I'll probably holler at three or four of my buddies and the, the four or five of us will boogie down and have a great time. Well, that's fun. And sometimes when you got to like, you know, quickly go get a lap knocked out, that's what you're going to do. But it's so fun to be able to paddle with a big group. You know, when we, I was on the upper green, I think we had 26 of us on the upper section. Part of us kept paddling down, part of us hiked out, some hiked back in to where the Narrows is, and then we put on the Narrows. I think we had 20-something Narrows folks coming through. Then we got to the lower green. We had 30-something people all paddling one big group um, on the on the lower green together. So that was a great opportunity for people, to, for community and everybody to get together. Yeah. So we wanted to do that, and I can go into more details of what the festival looked like, but overall, we wanted to pull people together, just like you said. And then we wanted to give back to the Green River Access Fund. And hey, let me talk about the Green River yeah, Access please. Fund. So if you want to put in on the upper green, there's a public parking lot up there that's good to go. That's great. If you want to take off the narrows, there's a public parking lot that's good to go. Great. If you only so if you want to put in at the upper and paddle all the way through the upper and the narrows, you're golden. Let's say you just want to run the upper green and you just want to do the class two to three section, you gotta take out 
and let's say you just want to run the narrows, you got to put in right there. Well, that spot is basically right in the middle of neighborhoods in Hendersonville, and there's really not an easy way. There's no public access to get down to the river or up from the river right there. And so, and I'm going to butcher the date again here, but I'm going to say in the late 90s, early 2000s is the, is the feel of it. Um, the Green River Access Fund was formed as a way to try to give us access, you know, in, in short. Um, what it's looked like for a while is leasing a part of the property of a neighbor down in, in, in Hendersonville that leased part of their property so that we could put a parking lot there. We put a gate up so that when folks wanted to park there, they would open the gate, go and park, and make their way on down to the river through some land that was, I think, that was acquired as part of the Greener Access Fund. In order to get in there, you got to pay your $60 a year to get a key to open the gate to get in there. But we're like, you know, this isn't sustainable. We want to give permanent access because who knows if the owners, and we're very thankful for them, but who knows, like, down the road if the owners decide that they're going to sell the property or whatnot, we're like, we really need to pull our resources and try to purchase some land. So we have done that. We did purchase some land just recently, put in, and I say we, I'm saying we as the community, you know, the, but the Green River Access Fund is who pulled this off. We did purchase some land, got a parking lot going right near that original one. So we've got the ball rolling. It's not big enough for what we need to do. And we knew that going into it, but, but it's progress. We're actively trying to buy more property through the funds raised by the Green River Access Fund. Um, to buy another piece of property so that we can give ourselves permanent access to the Green River. So the Green River Access Fund is clutch because they're, they're providing access both in a parking lot, trails, access. It's it's imperative that we you know get this thing going. So we as a, a community, especially the Wackos, you know, we're we recreate on the on the green all the time, and so we it's something that we hold dear to our hearts to try to support this you know this access fund. I'm not at that level to run the narrows, but I think it's still important to try to give back as much as you possibly can because, again, these are public lands, and you know as much as John and Chelsea and their group do whatever they can to to kind of help with the trails, it, the paddling community can kind of come behind it and invest to help benefit all the rest of the paddlers too. So exactly, yeah, I think that's a I think that's a that's a just a good thing. So we raise you all, Wacko. They mm-hmm. raise money this particular weekend. Um, are there other opportunities that you all do to to raise money for that Green River Access, or is this kind of the the thing right now? So we have. Let me think back. In in the past, different fundraisers we've done. You know, we've contributed to AW. We have pulled some out and contributed to the Access Fund. Actually, I think I'm quoting Mark on this, but. I think we actually contributed, WACO contributed more than any individual did last year to the Access Fund, which was great. Um, I can't tell you what that exact number was, but I mean, you know, we were in the thousands of dollars contributed towards the Access Fund, which, was, awesome. which was pretty great. But the thing is, when I say it's we, you know, we as WACO did it, but the only reason that works is because the whole community is is getting on board with us. So I really have to thank the community that is supporting our cause, you know. Yeah. We're, we're the Sherpas here, but it, it's it's the people that matter. Let's talk about the festival. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that whole thing. And, and uh, again, I know that you were instrumental in putting this together. I was you and Anna working feverishly to, to kind of put all this thing together, Anna being your girlfriend. <laughs> that's right, that's right. But let's talk about that and, and just kind of talk about what the thought process was behind it. And then, actually, I know it's still fresh on the mind, but while the stoke is high, tell me your impressions of it. Totally, yeah, let's run into it. So... I, uh, hey, you said I was a, a party thrower type guy. I've always been that guy. I'm the event guy. I just, you know, I think it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I have a great time. You know, we came up with this idea a couple months ago and, and 
and put it all together. The location to start um, is here at the Green River Ranch. The Green River Ranch, owned by John and Chelsea Grace, um, who y'all may have heard of before. Um, They've been around for a while, you know. Uh, John is a pretty legendary kayaker. He and Chelsea have been putting on the green race itself, the way we talked about earlier, since the 90s. Couldn't tell you what year, but the the vast history of the green race, John and Chelsea have been putting that on. I'm going to say four years ago, they bought this property. So we're sitting on 24 acres uh, on the lower green. Um, we're about a mile and a half down from Fishtop. Fishtop is the parking lot that is the takeout for the Narrows and the put-in for the lower green. So we're about a mile and a half down. We're sitting on 24 acres. It's a it's a pretty good-sized field. No idea what the acreage is of the field because I'm not good at that. <laughs> it holds a lot of cars. It does hold a lot of cars. <laughs> I mean, to put it in perspective, when Green Race happens, the after-party and the award ceremony and all that is held here. And I think last year there were 800 people here, which is about capacity, but that's pretty great. We're on the bank of the Lower Green. A lot of riverfront is owned on this uh, is, is owned by John and Chelsea on this 24 acres. So yeah, it's great to have the ranch here. It's great to have John and Chelsea's support to allow us, you know, to rent this out from them and put this event on. They were, you know, they were immediately on board. So we're very blessed to have <laughs> them in our company. So that's where we are. The festival itself this year being the inaugural year. Um, that means first annual. Um, so <laughs> we. Uh, we, we kicked things off yesterday morning, being Saturday morning, nine something in the morning, everybody meet down here and then we'll break into the cars and, and we'll run to wherever we want to go. So our thing was during the day, we're paddling. We're not hanging out at the campground, you know, and, and whatnot. We want to get people on the water. You yeah. know, that's, that's a big, big piece of this. So if you want to go run the upper, great. People in the morning went and ran the upper. If you want to run the narrows, great. Go run the upper and then into the narrows or just go run the narrows in the middle of the day. That's great. Regardless, you have to run the lower green. Because, again, we're all about community. Yeah. You know, and anybody can run the lower green. Your first time ever being on on any body of water, you can float down the lower green. You might tump over (laughs) once, but you're going to be fine. That's right. It's non-consequential. Um, so we had, as I said, 30, 40 something people in one big group and everybody else was in, I was actually in a separate little group ahead, but everybody ran the, the green during the day, which was fantastic. The weather was beautiful yesterday. Gotta love that. I mean, we're in Western North Carolina. It's a temperate rainforest That's technically. Right. So you never know what the weather's going to do, but it threatened, it threatened us. <laughs> oh, I was, I was on pins and needles for the last 48 hours watching the weather minute by minute, which never helps, but yeah, Hey, yeah. it's. That's what I did. Um, but the weather held out great. People had a great time on the water. Um, when I was on the upper green, uh, a friend of mine was out there with his 10-year-old daughter. They were in a tandem whitewater kayak, and his daughter, Felicity, crushed it. She was so excited after running that first Class 3 rapid on the upper green. She said, Dad, that was amazing. Can we please go do it again? That's so, awesome. So Matt was like, yeah, let's do it. He, they hiked back up and ran it again. Um, so we had, we had a great time on the water today. Got back to the festival, kind of wind down, set up your, your campsite if you want to. And so for a couple hours, we're hanging out here. Come, you know, some folks brought some double Dutch out. We're doing that. Um, <laughs> they they demanded that I hop in, and so I did, embarrassed the heck out of myself. Never got it, but everybody <laughs> laughed, so that was a success That's <laughs> for right. them. I think I only saw one. There were a lot of people that tried it. I think I only saw one get it, and he was, like, he, getting it. He was good. Yeah. Uh, I think that was Levi. Levi? Levi. Yeah, right. that's right. Levi's a... a a big kayaker in the area. It was so fun to watch. Oh, that was great. Wait a minute. Was that Levi Rhodes? Wait, that's Levi Rhodes. That's Dang right. It. All right. Yep. That's Levi. Shout Rhodes. out to you, Levi. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Levi. He's, um, you know, you've probably seen him running some really big yeah. waterfalls. Yeah. You know, he's really getting after it. 
Levi is one of the one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. He's he, a nice guy. He's a crowd favorite. I don't, I've never met anybody who has a single bad word to say about Levi. Cool. Um, and Le- you know, and that's a perfect example. Levi has run, I think, hundred twenty foot waterfalls. He is an incredibly good sponsored kayaker that I know of. He is eager to go hop in and, and run some water with some class one newbie kayakers, you know, and that's the community that we like around yeah. here. Um, and he, he, Levi's not the only one. There are plenty of Levi's out there of the different folks that are, you know, you know who you are out there that are, that are doing the same. But, uh, but anyhow, so we hung out at the campground for a while, enjoyed ourselves. Come 7.30, uh, the music kicked off. Um, hey, great band great band and i'm a big music nerd <laughs> you know i'm big into putting events on i'm big into whitewater and i'm just as big into music so yeah. i you know selfishly i was like all right we really got to get a good band and um, you did a mission accomplished no i think i think they were great what do you i mean what did you think really i, I thought it was good i the, the line of the night though is you and i are just sitting there chatting you're like hey listen man i really love music we got to put a pause on this so i can sit and watch music and i'm like <laughs> oh yeah i'm with you we were I'm sitting there you. chatting i was having a great time and i'm like wait a minute man we can talk about this later yeah, i gotta these listen guys are good they were really good so yep. the band was called is called stream powered not steam power but stream powered <laughs> i think that was perfect um it's kind of a super group if you will um of a lot of local musicians that actually all came together and formed the band this was their first show really yep that's right um, they killed it that's right um the my main connection was the drummer Tyler. Um, met him through a a long time, one of my one of my better friends that I've got, whitewater kayaker pal. Um, and this is his younger brother. That's how I met him. I've seen him at shows all the time. But Tyler um, was on drums. That was a five piece band. You know they had uh, they had bass, two guitars. You know kind of a lead and rhythm. But really it was. But so both were taking licks on lead. I mean they were both amazing. Yeah. Um, and then they had a gal that came in and sang for part of the show as well. They was fantastic. During the the first set break, spoiler alert, there's two. <laughs> but during the first set break, we we hopped up on stage. We welcomed everybody to the festival. At that point, um, we we talked about Wacko and what our mission was. We talked about the Green River Access Fund. Actually, we had Shane Benedict. Yes, um, Shane Benedict. If if you don't know him, he is one of the founders of Liquid Logic Kayaks, which of course is based here in Western North Carolina. Yeah, man. Yep. Um, so he he came out and spoke and talked about. He caught us up to speed on where the Green River Access Fund is right now, what we've done so far. Just like what I talked with you listeners about earlier is the, you know, where the parking lot situation is and, and where we're looking now. We've got two realtors on the hunt right now trying to find um, some, which is JJ. JJ Shepard is one of them who's on the board. And um, Curtis Burge is another who's on the board of Green River Access Fund. So the, both of those guys are out looking for real estate right now. Um, so he talked about that, which was great. Um, then we had the uh, the sister wives played a little a little mini show. The sister tunes. wives. Yeah. One of the sister wives is Katie Nolan. So she and another gal hopped up there and they got their little guitar ukulele and they sang the Wacko song that was I think they wrote it something like four years ago. Okay, uh, which was great. They they played their little the Wacko song and one or two others and and they we had a blast watching them play. They they crushed it. So then we had a second set of music, which was great. As we rolled into the second set, most of the way through, it got a little darker. The stage lights kind of came on, yeah. and, you know, got a more intimate feel. After the second set break, um, we did a raffle. It was killer. Yep. Started with the big prizes, and yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you started with the big prizes, went down to the smaller prizes, but they all had value, and there's some big names in there that donated to this. There was, and and again, like our community was supporting us by donating these items so that we could raffle off you know and admission to the festival was 20 bucks 
20 whole dollars Steel. to get in. 20 whole dollars. A little bit of the money goes into renting the ranch. The yeah. rest of it goes straight to the Green River Access Fund. That raffle probably raised even more money than the admission itself. Cool. I'm, I'm, be, I'm almost positive that it did. Um, I don't know the exact numbers, but we're 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 going to be able to donate, you know, between one and two thousand dollars to the Access Fund just from this inaugural event. Um, I only expect it to grow in the future, but the the raffle was was super helpful. People were really stoked about the raffle. Oh yeah. Um, so I'll um, the main the main giveaway I'll come back to in a sec, but. Um, drummer works at Sierra Nevada. He got us a case of beer to donate, which was great. Heck yeah. So that was one of the raffle items. Astral donated two different pairs of their new sandals. The two they've got two different models out right now. Piranha donated like three little grab bags of swag, you know, and little dry bags that they came in. So that was great. Thanks to them for that. We got a PFD donated. Pretty sure from Fr- French Broad Outfitters and pardon nice. if I messed it up, but that's who I think that was from. American Whitewater, who knew this was for Green River Access Fund and not for them, they donated to the raffle, which was awesome. You know? yeah. Thank you to them for supporting us. We got a, a landing pad, which is, you know, a, a super, it's a sleeping pad, if you will, a Paco pad. Really nice. I, mean, I wish I would have won that. That thing was great. <laughs> um, but the biggest, the biggest donation of the night, Big Adventures slash Liquid Logic kayaks, and I'll talk about them in a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, Liquid Logic donated a whitewater kayak of choice to the raffle, which, heck, I mean, I don't know the exact MSRP right now, but it's a thousand or a little over dollars for one of these boats and so if you put just five dollars into the raffle you got two tickets and you could have won that kayak that's awesome that was really great of them to donate that so actually what what started this year with them we actually really wacko has uh, an official you know i'm not gonna call it corporate sponsor because this game isn't corporate yeah. <laughs> but they're our main sponsor and our main affiliate sponsor to wacko is big adventures in the big adventures factory store so what big adventures is they are I'm going to call it the the parent company, the umbrella company that makes four different brands of kayaks. The one that we've probably all heard of is Liquid Logic Kayaks. They're whitewater. If you want to call three or four main brands in the United States, at least, Liquid Logic is definitely one of those four. Founded, Shane Benedict, just where we're talking about, and Woody yeah. and a crew of other folks started it in, I think, 99 or 2000, Liquid Logic started. And so they're here in Fletcher. Fletcher, of course, is actually in between Asheville and where we're sitting right now, you know, call it 15 or 20 minutes south of uh, Asheville. Um, so the Big Adventures Big Adventures is Liquid Logic Whitewater. They make native watercraft, which is one of the the best fishing brands out there. And I'm not being biased by saying this. I mean, there's if you pick the three or four top fishing brands out there for your real for your competitive fishermen, these guys really getting after it, native watercraft is one of those. Um, so they make native watercraft. They make bona fide I don't know if it's Bonafide Kayaks or Bonafide Fishing, but Bonafide is another fishing brand. Instead of being the super high-end, like native, they're a little bit more in the entry to mid-level, from what I understand, fishing brand. They make great stuff as well. Uh, and the fourth brand is Hurricane Aquasports. Hurricane is, uh, they're, they're leaders in lightweight kayaks. They're really good for touring kayaks, lake kayaks. You know, you would not want to take one of these down the Green River Narrows, <laughs> you know, but, but, if you want a lightweight, quick, touring, whatever kind of boat you want, um, they make those. So those are the four brands that Big Adventures makes. Cool. Um, so they've made recently, and I say recently, I mean, they shoot, I guess they actually made it a couple, the factory store started a couple years ago, but in the last year it has really gained momentum. Um, and the factory store, which is literally is just a store that is at their factory, you know, that's the factory themselves where they 
they make the boats and that's where the R&D is and everything, but they've got an actual factory store that looks just like walking into an REI, if I want to call it like that. I mean, it's it's legit. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea until this grass festival that that Big Adventures even existed. Oh, it's And I didn't make the connection even until last night when you were telling me about Big Adventures. And, and it, then this morning you kind of gave me the full story, so... Yeah, I had I had no idea. A lot of people don't, you know. We, I mean, we as consumers of products, you know, we we use all kinds of stuff, but rarely do we even know where it is. The fact that this one not only is made made here in the United States, you know, we're not outsourcing. I say we like we're them, you know. I they make they're they're one hundred percent made here in the U.S., which is pretty great. But it's right here in our backyard at the factory. There's a lot of kayakers that work there themselves. That's awesome. You know, that use the product as well. They believe in their their product. Um, so I mean, the factory store has everything in there. I mean, they've got the four brands of boats offered, but they've got life jackets, they've got shoes, they've got paddles, they've got helmets, they've got, I mean, Yakima racks, um, you know, pretty much anything you'd ever need. You wow. can go to the factory store, support your local folks. Yeah. Um, so we're really happy that Big Adventures came on as a, as affiliate sponsor to us and donated that kayak for the raffle. And that was just spur of the moment. You weren't even expecting that. You weren't seeking that out. They offered that up. They, they offered that up and, and they said, hey, you know what, instead of donating a little bit of stuff let's donate a whole kayak let's get it on board with you guys as a sponsor and we're, we're thrilled so that was fantastic so the raffle went great uh, everybody was fired up about the raffle third set happened um the band played a, a killer third set i mean these guys were great yeah um and then as soon as set was over we already had a fire a bonfire rolling everybody moseyed over to the bonfire you know people were playing music people were hopping on the stage and playing double <laughs> dutch up there i mean it was it was a great time you know, everybody camped at the festival, I think at midnight, there was a crew that went down to the river and took a quick dip, oh, <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, I mean, we're so far out here that, you know, we've got the place to ourselves. Yeah. you know, so you can, you can, it's not like you got a neighbor right next door. Um, and then this morning woke up and, you know, the crew all helped tear down the stage and all that kind of jazz. Um, Mike, you were super helpful. Thanks, uh, man. Uh, uh, yeah. I appreciate uh, the invite. And- no doubt. Uh, and then everybody is actually back out of the river right now. That's awesome. Which is great. And the really cool thing is they self-police, too. I think when Chris Halston was doing a one final sweep, he found one piece of paper. One piece of trash was Yeah, it. so for all you wackos that were here, great job. Good on you. Oh, yeah. The wackos did great. Somebody left one water bottle. <laughs> so I'll hopefully find you. If I don't, I got a great new water bottle. But that was it. Yeah, everybody self-police. I mean, it's a community-type community. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit more as we kind of are wrapping up the the whole community piece. And I know we've been saying a lot about it, but but Crum, from a a sort of a fifty thousand foot view, when you talk about building community or you talk about somebody who's moving in here, and I kind of shared a little bit of my story with you about getting back into whitewater, and you can always go out on the river. But as you say, it's not a sport that I just want to. I mean, come out here, run the lower, sure. but it's not a sport that I want to sort of get in any much much more above that unless I. I've got people around me that um, I trust, they trust, showing the lines, running safety, all of that kind of stuff. So that's all the kind of the technical piece of it. But the community piece behind it, to me, is huge in more ways than I could probably even put into words. But it it goes beyond just the, hey, let's go paddling. There's an element that uh, of the connectivity or people trying to get plugged in. Again, your neighbor last night who just moved here from Denver. Jono, I think is his name, too, I met last night. And great connection. I had no idea that he knew about the podcast. Had already listened to like three or four episodes of oh, it. Oh, no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I oh, mean, that's great. Totally blew me away. But for them and Jono coming in and Ben coming in, just kind of having a place where they can plug in and find out about the area and things to do, the community piece just cannot be overstated, I don't think, at all. No doubt. 
I mean, again, you, you you hit the nail on the head. Community is the number one word that we're that is in 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 the backbone of what Wacko is. And I'm I'm so glad that the community showed up. I mean, this was the inaugural year. We didn't know like what the turnout might be like. I didn't get an exact head count, but I mean, I think the total folks that showed up, we might have had 80 or so folks at the festival and heck for a first year heck you know yeah. grassroots organization that was fine you yeah. know there was it was by no means a bust could we've had a hundred and hadn't just as good of a time sure but as just the building block year i mean really we were like let's go for this thing let's just throw it against the wall and see what sticks yeah you know yeah and now that we've got this foundation built i guarantee you the 80 people that are here are all going to want to come out next year i know that we're going to have a lot more folks coming next year we now have fine-tuned we're like okay what are all the things that we need to do to improve i mean we've got a wacko admin meeting admin meeting on wednesday and the whole point of that one is just a debrief from the festival write down everything we need to do for next year to make it better i mean for instance that lull from right after everybody's done paddling, you get off the river, it's 5 o'clock, you don't have music till like 7, 7.30. What are we going to do then? Well, people kind of occupy themselves and like cook themselves a little dinner and whatnot. Man, I'd love to have a big kickball game going. Oh, yeah. We got this field here. We're, next, so next year, we're going to have all kinds of rad things to do. We're going to have kickball. We might have some ultimate frisbee going on. We'll have cornhole. We'll have, you know, I mean, I... I think it'd be really fun to have an egg toss. As cheesy as it is, like who doesn't love throwing an egg around, seeing if you can hurl an egg forty yards and somebody catch it? You right, know? right. So we're gonna have a lot more things, engagement going on there to keep people occupied. Um, next year, we're gonna have it as not just a one night event, as in Saturday, Sunday, camp, and Saturday night, but we're gonna do Friday, Saturday. Sweet. So out of towners, you know, if you want to come paddle at nine a.m., but you're three hours away, that stinks to have to wake up that early in the morning. Yeah. Well, come on in Friday night. We'll keep it a little more, you know, it'll be a little more chill. We're going to guitar by the fire, hang out here. You know, we've got the facilities that everybody needs, water, restroom, all that jazz. But come Friday night, that'll pave the way for more folks getting to show up, accessibility. And then, yeah, a lot more stuff going on during the day and at night. Um, I mean, we can't we can't wait. Who knows what the theme's going to be next year. The yeah. theme this year was Hawaii. Hawaii, yeah. Yep. And so when you, when you pulled up registered checked in of course you get a wristband and the wristband was a lay so yeah. you had to wear your lay and yeah. that was your wristband to the event so hawaiian was the theme this year we'll come up with a great theme next year um i'm i'm, I'm really stoked for next year already yeah 364 days bud well hey during uh one of the lulls we actually had an impromptu cartwheel contest I did you win I did not win. I didn't do it. I took pictures. So pictures is good. Yeah, pictures are good. But yeah, we got they were doing handstands and uh, it was a hoot to watch, man. It was. I, you have your own perspective on an event if you're running it, and you see from that lens, right? It's hard to sometimes to put yourself in the lens of somebody who's not volunteering and really caring about making the event work. Because like, I mean, I I I take it personally in a good way. That like, I want this thing to go as well as it possibly can but because i'm so involved and in seeing through that lens it's hard for me to just put myself in the shoes of somebody who just showed up just to go to the festival well i had a lot of those folks coming up to me throughout the night and this morning saying hey man that that was really fun we legitimately had a blast and like so i was i was really happy to hear all that um, yeah the, the people did have a really good time so next year for you know listeners out there anybody wants to come by the way to find out about wacko hop on facebook if you type in wacko w-a-c-k-o um, that's again West Asheville Canoe and Kayak Organization. Um, you'll find us on there. If you're on the Instagram, Wacko Official, you know, and it'll probably be pretty obvious if you go look on there. Reach out to us there. We do respond, and you can you can get tuned into what we're going to be doing this event next year or anything going on throughout the year too. Yeah. Well, um, you're talking about perspective, and yours is the perspective of the event organizer, and then also 
and you also did it all too. That's what that's what impresses me about. <laughs> I mean, your efforts. But I met you uh, for, for three and a half, four years ago for Yo, the first time. It's been a minute. here at the Green Race. That's right, right working. Here. And and not only do you go do all that stuff, uh, but you're also kind of putting it on too. Uh, and so the fact that you all are gonna put it on all the effort you know most people would say okay now i'm gonna take a rest but no you go up and you rip the thing from top to the bottom oh that's right yeah and hey, then, that's the point of the day yeah i, I, yeah. I mean i can't say everybody you need to paddle because that's what this is about and me not paddle right so i went out there and i ran the narrows and you know i might not have run gorilla you know the stout class five thing out there but but i ran everything else and you know i flipped on one rapid and as soon as i was you know, hammer factor is the last Ooh. of the of the gnarly ones right at the end of the run out. And the higher the level gets, the, you know, the more difficult it is. And it was a little, it was, you know, the river was at 13 inches on the gauge. You know, a normal summer flow might be nine inches. So it was enough that a little bit adds to it. Um, flipped upside down. And I was sure, as soon as I went underwater, I'm like, oh, crud, I'm going to swim. And I'm like, wait, dang it. I mean, it was it was not pretty, man. But after the third roll, I got up and I paddled out, and everybody downstream. I mean, they were hooting and hollering for me, and you know, they they made sure I knew that my roll was ugly as sin. My roll was ugly as sin, but they were all hooting and hollering for me, which was great. Um, I had a great time on the river today, yesterday. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome, man. Well, as somebody who is just coming in for the first time and observing, I can't say enough about a lot of the wackos that actually came up and introduce themselves to me and you know to your point these are some pretty intense you know rad paddlers who are okay with the old man who's just get back in his boat for five years hey you know so that's you're, what you're, was so cool people like you are the reason we started this hey there you go well uh so it was fun and i and like you i can't i can't wait for the for the next year so no doubt well listen man uh, i know you have things that you want to do today but uh i can't thank you enough for the event for what WACO does and, and the mission to build community and raise money at the same time, for inviting people like myself into the fold, and that won't stop. It just gets to be more and more. You invite more and more people in. So you're doing a great thing. Thanks for letting me be a part of this, and, man, thanks for just kind of taking time out in the morning here to kind of pause after we've kind of broken all this thing down. Hey, you're more than welcome. Uh, thank you again for your help today. Clean it up and yeah. help set up and whatnot. But thanks for having me on the podcast. This has been great. You know, it's, it's really fun to, hey, it gets me stoked just talking about all of this. And so if nothing else, it was fun just to talk <laughs> about it all. But thanks for having me on the podcast, Mike. Absolutely, Crom. Appreciate you, brother. I first got into whitewater kayaking in the early 90s, and I can honestly say that joining my local whitewater kayaking community was key to advancing and enjoying the sport safely, I might add. We did life together, supported one another, raised our young kids together, encouraged one another, and were brutally honest when it came to stepping up in difficulty. I'm quite sure there are elements of this in every outdoor community, and I've had a taste of it when it comes to climbing, mountain biking, and backcountry exploring, whether it's off-roading or backpacking. Done well, community is where the good stuff happens. Building a lasting and sustainable community also requires something of us. Awesome communities can be so enticing that people can easily forget about the world outside of their community. But building healthy and sustainable communities requires us to continually have an eye towards others and a heart to bring more people into the good stuff. Well done, Wackos. You nailed it. Be sure to visit Wacko on Facebook and Wacko.official on Instagram. We'll also have links in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I hope you'll consider leaving us a review. It truly helps us to reach more people. 
please consider subscribing so you can stay up to date with all future episodes. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. As always, I encourage you to travel far, but explore local.